0: Hello and welcome to the return of Pretend to Imagine, uh weekly podcast with Tyler, Greg, and this week, a special guest, Nate Taylor. Not
1: only this week, we're going to have special guests we're gonna, uh, going forward. So, yeah. uh, Tyler, welcome back. Uh, yeah, welcome back to you, Greg. It's, yeah, we took we took a few weeks, uh, yeah. a, couple of off, actually, a couple months off, actually, and, and off, we, we've retooled a little bit. We've bought yeah. a little bit of new equipment. Yeah. And uh, going forward, we're going to continue to probably do an episode here and there of just me and Tyler. But yeah. We're gonna have special
0: guests. Yeah. So tonight uh, is the is the first one, and we've got uh, a great guest tonight, yeah. uh, and he's uh, gonna talk about uh, brewing. Yeah. And uh, he's a good friend uh, of ours, Nate Taylor.
1: Uh, he's been brewing at the Bucket Brewery in three years. In, he's in Pawtucket, seen... Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's gonna be very interesting. We hope you all enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's, let's go. go. Let's go.
0: So many of you uh, have heard that uh, in this new season two of Pretend to Imagine, we'll be we'll be having guests, and our first guest tonight is Nate Taylor. Howdy. Hello, Nate. Greetings. Now, Nate, uh, what's your pain scale right now?
2: Uh, The... Almost smiley face, but not quite smiley face. So it's Nate, no, Nate there's has there's a no cold. Tears. He ha- yeah. doesn't
1: normally sound like the, yeah. the rich, velvety voice that you hear. Well, you know, he's got a, he's got a sexy voice, even it's, when he doesn't pretty, have a cold. So it's a little, I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. It's a that, little so. too sexy, but we'll, yeah. go, we'll, keep, we'll keep going. Mm-hmm. So Nate's a friend uh, of ours. We've known Nate for many, many years, and he's an interesting dude. He does a lot, lots and lots of different things. Um, and uh, But we're here today and right now to talk about Brewing. It's very popular, beer. right? Brew, yeah, brew pubs yeah. and brew brewing uh, the microbrew uh, kind of. Um, I don't want to call it a call it a, f- a fad. What, you, what would you call it? Uh, a craze, a, a, a resurgence, I a think. Resurgence like a, or explosion are appropriate. Yeah. 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 So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your you know where you come from, where your brewing experience comes from, and, and uh.
2: I'm 38. I'm a Sagittarius. I hate long walks <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um. My my brewing experience—I'll jump right to that—is three years working in a microbrewery yep. that recently closed, not my fault. Um, but uh, ten barrel, what they call a ten barrel brew house, kind of standard size for the industry. Uh, all the work is done in house. Everything was done by hand, no automation, very uh, very old school.
1: Yep. So and, I've, we've we've been there, and so you oh, yeah. lots of these giant. How tall are the tanks? The 20 barrel tanks,
2: I think, are about 18, 18
1: feet. So you got, and how many? There
2: were six 20 barrels and one 10 so, barrel.
1: Now, six 18 foot tall stainless steel tanks uh, all along in a row, and then various other tanks and hoses and pipes and buckets and things. Very steampunk. Well, no, very steampunk, Very yeah. steampunk.
0: No, I, I believe you named the tanks. I
2: named all the tanks. What yes. were they named? Uh, Alexander, Boudica, Caesar, Dub, Erica, and Fionn. And the little 10 barrel tank was Napoleon.
0: <laughs>
1: That's good. I like that. We distance. named
2: every single piece of equipment in the building. All yep. the tanks, wow. all the brewing equipment. The pumps yep. were Mary-Kate and Ashley. I went a little overboard. So yeah.
1: it was a great place. Um, so they would brew, uh, they brew beer there, obviously. Uh, and you can buy it in the, uh, yeah, in the brewery. Yeah, like there's like a bar-like thing. Yeah, yeah there's so a, a bar and some tables. And brewery and tap room. Yep. Yep. The, and then you also brewed for distributors as well. Yes. Yeah, we distributed yep. throughout the state. Yeah. So what is the, uh, so what is the most challenging thing that you've had to deal with? Getting well, with this, well, getting well, this business up and running.
0: Well, I mean, because obviously there's different challenges as a microbrew. One is actually making beer, and the other is dealing with the other stuff. Yeah,
2: there's the there's the production of the beer has its own things. The operation of a brew house has its own things, and then the sales. Which are outside the scope of both of those also have their own thing. right. So, right. I mean, in the aspect of actually brewing the beer, uh, consistency, consistency and cleanliness are the mm. two things that yeah. are that are just mm-hmm. constant. You can make something that's really good the first time, and if you don't nail it the next time, well, then you're done.
1: Yeah. Mm. So I've always wondered, you know, it's handcrafted beer in these small batches. How, you know, how you maintain the consistency um, is, is always astonishes me. And my my favorite beer there is. Um, Black, go to the woods, which is yeah. your your beer, my yeah. beer, my um, first beer, yeah, and uh, always excellent. At, what is it, What kind of beer is that?
0: It
2: is a uh, spiced Irish milk stout.
1: Spiced
0: Irish milk stout. No, no, no. Hold it. Break that down. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Like how so, it's made or what's in it or
2: stouts or stouts are dark malty beers. Okay. Um, people will frequently ask the difference between a stout and a porter. All porters. I'm doing this backwards. All stouts are porters, but not all porters are stouts. Ah.
1: Wait, wait. All stouts are porters, but not all porters. It's like sort of a rectangle square kind yeah. of a thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah,
2: it, it used to be that there were beers called porters, then there were extra porters, then there were extra stout porters. They eventually removed the, the, all the extra monikers and ended up with porter. just stouts. Yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> slightly overweight porter, the yeah. porter that rolled down hills. Um, and then, so, and a milk stout is a stout that has had lactose added okay, to sweeten it. All right. When you fully brew a beer, when it fully ferments, you ferment out all the sugars so it gets very dry. If you add in a non-fermentable sugar like lactose, it stays sweet. Okay. All right. And then you take that sweet porter and add cinnamon and ginger, and you get a spiced milk stout.
1: I so see. when you add the lactose, what are you actually adding? Is it a powder? Is it a, it's is a powder. It, a, it is a powder, okay. That's yeah, yeah.
2: a very... Yep. A very large bag of powder. That it's like you, a big thing of Enfamil. You just dump it in there. Yeah, and you kind no of climb deal. up over the tank and you <laughs> yeah. slide yeah. a blade across it real quick and just dump yeah. it in.
1: So, want to very briefly, or as much as you want to get into it. Ex- first of all, I've always been puzzled by the difference between lagers and ales. Okay. So that is
2: that is the fundamental difference between. The two big segments of beer. So I'm
1: a, I'm a shitty beer drinker. I don't. I don't I, know the difference I, between the <laughs> fundamental. I hate to say this, but I drink Guinness
0: and Mexican beers, and that's about as far as I go. I, There's I, nothing wrong I, with that. Yeah. I just. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't gravitate towards hops. To be honest, I, I just don't. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. But many, many do. or do I I. I, I. I respect that, but I just don't. You know,
2: if everybody liked the same beers, people like me wouldn't have a job. Oh, true. So go. that's true. Having yeah. having some variance in in what you enjoy is absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Uh, lagers and ales are the two primary types of yeast used to brew beers. Oh, it's the yeast. It's the yeast. Ah, so, uh, ale yeast is what we call a top fermenting yeast. And it's exactly what it sounds like. If you could, if your fermentation vessel was clear, which would be bad cause it would be thin and then it would explode, but whatever you would be able to see the yeast doing its work on the top oh. of, of the liquid as it's fermenting. Uh, Lager yeasts are mid or sometimes called bottom fermenting yeasts. They settle down farther in the liquid. They suspend themselves in the liquid. And lagers ferment longer, slower at colder temperatures, usually about 20 degrees colder than an ale would like to ferment. That results in usually more uh, relaxed, softer, more complex tastes out of the final product than you'd get from an ale yeast. But okay. they take longer to make and you need better temperature control. I see. You don't see as many loggers from microbreweries and small breweries because if they don't have a good temperature control system, which you usually don't get until you have a larger brewery, you can't produce lagers unless okay. you have a cold room or you know you live a little farther north and keep the doors open during the winter.
0: Hmm. Okay. And where you were at, did you do loggers much? Or we had you- one logger? You had one logger. We okay.
2: specifically only had one because it took... It took up so much space, right. And it took extra time to finish. Okay, that having multiple loggers would have meant an entire hold on our production line. Okay, is there
1: a, a difference in a broad difference in flavors between a lager and a an nail, or is it pretty much you can kind of it gets muddy.
2: Loggers loggers do tend to be a lot lighter and a lot softer, um, and. Brewers lean towards producing lagers with lighter grains and lighter tastes in them because they do produce that softer, kind of longer palate. Um, I've seen ales produced, um, ale recipes reproduced with lager yeast just to see what would happen. We've Mm -hmm. done it ourselves a few times and... When you start getting into heavier grain things like stouts and porters, making with a lager yeast is kind of a waste.
1: Oh, so that's interesting. So you, you'll just take a recipe and just like swap out an ingredients just to see what happens.
2: Yeah, at the, at the five gallon scale, which is what we prototype oh, okay. at. Yeah. Five right. gallon and, and prototypes. Prototyping, right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fascinating. Five no. gallon prototypes, we'll mess around with it just to see what'll happen.
0: Now, I know some of these craft beers, sometimes they put strange things into them. Okay. I mean, I actually heard once that someone put an oyster. In there to, to make a fishy oysters, kind of a thing. oysters
2: and oyster shells are actually pretty common, especially in New England. They're quite common. Greg,
1: what do you think of that? I hate it. You like they have an oyster I hate everything in your beer? about it. I hate everything is about it, it. Is it, it boister? Before we move on to, <laughs> to weird things in beer, I do want to <laughs> I, I wanna know for people at home who are not beer heads, like me, myself, can you? Give an example of a a mainstream commercial beer that is a typical or maybe two or three lagers and two or three that are ales and say, these are the types of things you would... You know, a Budweiser, a Coors, or whatever would fall into this category, and you know, a bass or something else might fall into this other category, and and get us into like a and, little bit, a little bit of an understanding of what those two and, and swill is not a category.
2: <laughs> swill isn't okay. You've, you've removed that, so that just jumped, dumped a bunch of stuff for me. Uh, and well, if it's
1: tricky, we'll then we'll move on to no, not.
2: I mean, question. I mean, not really. There's obviously there's such a wide amount of things out there, but when you get into I mean, to, to, your, to your reference, uh, Budweiser, Coors, your classic American yellow beers, almost all of them are lagers. Okay. And, um, you know, tiny little history thing, what happened with that was during, they were uh, European brewers that came to the U.S., started mass producing these beers. They found that the ingredients that they were used to using weren't available here. Our wheat was different. Our barley was different. The corn was readily available. So they started putting more corn and more wheat into the beers versus just using barley. The barley we had here was tougher to get good results out of. So they started using these secondary grains, these adjuncts, to try to fill in the gaps. When Prohibition hit, these breweries were large enough that they were able to do other work until Prohibition ended. And they were the ones who dominated the market afterwards, straight through the late 70s, early 80s. They dominated the market because no one was importing and they were the only ones left in the United States that were doing large-scale brewing. But they put high volumes of things that most, quote-unquote, classic European drinkers wouldn't want to see in their lagers. But rice, they are all rice, lagers.
1: Rice is one of them.
2: Rice, corn, the wheat's okay. The wheat's not no. something people really frown at. It's the, it's the rice and the corn that are used for body and for sugars that yeah. are mm. kind of outside the normal realm of Budweiser
1: uses rice in their, in their yeah. beer. Mm.
2: And, and pretty high volumes, too. Yeah. Um, but those are at their core they're lagers they're classic lagers um you get into uh, sam adams is the ale that everybody knows but sam adams does a number of ales but also has their boston lager okay and that's another example i've had that yeah yeah and that's a it's a very solid beer yeah it's getting into a darker amber lager Uh so again same yeast same kind of smooth easy tastes great summer beer but and then of course there's narragansett narragansett same thing, very classic yeah. lager, truer to original European recipes. Pretty much everything else you get your hands on is an ale. Okay. If you roll into the bar and there's 10 other things there, they're pretty much all going to be ales. Your IPAs it, are technically all ales.
1: Does the color of a beer in any way inform you what the taste might be? Whether mm. it's a lager or an ale or whether it's going to be sweet or whether it's going to be, or is it strictly just, nope, They just we just used a bunch of stuff that made it turn that color and... And there's no way to tell what the, what, how, where the flavor is going to lean.
2: For your, for your classic American beers off the shelf, you can, to a degree, look at them and say dark beers are going to be thick and malty. Amber beers are going to be a little more relaxed, but still more malt. Mm-hmm. Your yellow beers are going to be softer, lighter, and probably lagers. Okay, and if it says IPA or IP something on it anywhere, don't, it's gonna don't, be don't drink It's gonna be hoppy. It's gonna be hop heavy. Yeah,
0: I learned that much tomorrow. Yeah,
2: those can be those can sneak up on. Chagrin. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you get away from American styles, yeah, and that's not you know that's again this is a, a very broad statement. As soon as you get away from American styles, you're going into a completely new territory. Um, there's a specific German beer that I love to brew called the Schwarzbier. Say say that again. uh, Schwarzbier. It's a black lager. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And
2: it's made with a couple of grains that make it very dark, but not malty and not thick.
1: Does Yingling make a black lager?
2: They may. I haven't seen it. And if they do, I will be drinking large amounts of it. Oh,
1: no, no, no. Guinness. Guinness made a black lager. Like a special promotional beer. Yeah. Didn't they? They did. They also
2: did their their blonde lager for a little while, which was... um, I'll use the term ill-advised. Yeah, I
1: didn't like the black lager myself.
2: I have not had anything from Guinness that is not Guinness that I have not, yeah. that I've enjoyed. Yeah. But good for them to, get, got to keep trying, got to keep okay. finding that market okay. niche. There are, so there are, once you get out of American styles, color and temperature kind of of looking at the beer, yeah. not necessarily an indicator of what you're going to get out
1: oh, of Oh no, it. you mentioned something uh, interesting, temperature, right? So certain beers are better tasted or experienced at, at certain temperatures. So like a, a porter or a stout might be served warmer than a, a cheap, well, I call it a cheap beer or an IPA, which tastes best ice cold.
2: The maltier, again, generalizations, the maltier the beer, yeah. they tend to express more and come up more the warmer they are. Yeah. You also get kind of a very peak point with hoppy beers, whether very hoppy or only slightly hoppy, where the hops come up, the nose comes up more. Um, you tend to get things like lagers and things like shandies served much colder and then your as you get in your, again, stouts and porters tend to taste a little bit better, warmer Um, the English, Irish, Scottish kind of have that one nailed when we were there, I was there last year on vacation and they have casks that are served warm through a beer engine, so they're pushed with oxygen not CO2 like a normal tap and they're served just below room temperature some of the Bitters and IPAs and stouts that we had during that trip were so much more flavorful yeah. than what we get off of a cold draft line here.
1: Yeah, I, I, we go to Patrick's, and I think Patrick's, uh, the pub that we go to uh, mm-hmm. regularly, uh, their Guinness seems to me maybe it's because I drink so much of it there. That's <laughs> how I, I measure the perfect oh, Guinness. Yeah, and when I go to when I go to other places and yeah. the Guinness is too cold, or God forbid. I, 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 am very aware of it and, and don't enjoy it as much. Or, God forbid, come out of a can. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is not the same experience yeah. at all.
2: Patrick's, Patrick's <laughs> does have their Guinness taps running a couple of degrees warmer than... So
1: they have it isolated or they have it, they have it set I think up, they have set up. It, I think do they have it set up separate
2: yeah. or they have the lines, the lines that run up from the basement aren't as insulated as the yeah. other lines so the beer has a chance to warm up a little bit as it comes up so it's yeah. sitting in the stack. If we, if you get a pour... At Patrick's, right after they've swapped the keg, it tastes different yeah. because the keg just went on cold, and you're getting it fresh and it hasn't sat in the lines and had a chance to warm up. Hmm. I'm sure on busier nights when they're moving through more of it, it probably isn't quite as warm, hmm. and it it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't taste the same.
1: So let's talk about some strange things that, that are yeah. Are this,
0: put uh, in so so let me just back up. So these are these things get added to beer. Okay, I know Greg likes chocolate you know and coffee and some of some beers well they don't right? they don't you know, add that to the you know, beer as far so. as i know
1: it's, it's 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 and you can correct me it's well, created they, in a way where those no no no, no, no. yeah i wouldn't like, say that. i'm not yeah. not dumping chocolate You it I mean, you can you can but. technically
2: do both yeah. Yeah, the, okay. the term is adjuncts and um if you get like a rich dark chocolatey stout yeah it probably has chocolate malt in it chocolate malt does deliver that taste or if it could it could taste very um
1: but there's no real chocolate in it
2: there there may not be real chocolate yeah. in it you can also Add chocolate, put right chocolate in. In it, yeah. or yeah.
0: As, as we were saying earlier, oysters. Oysters,
2: yes. Which I, yeah. I, am. I am as New England as they come. I bleed salt, but don't put oysters uh, in my beer.
0: Yeah, oyster shells. Even that would be somewhat uh...
2: shells. You'll get some saltiness and some minerality, and you might get something kind of interesting out yeah, of it. Right. But do they? Do they do? There's bacon? other options.
0: Bacon goes in there. Uh, putting ham.
2: putting actual meats in. Putting actual meats in is a difficult and kind of a dangerous thing. You yeah. get things that will separate during the boiling process. Ooh. Um, you don't want fat floating around in your and liquid dangerous. that you're trying to ferment. Yeah, you, know, no. yeah. you could do some separations and do some skimming, but there's ways to get those tastes that are much uh, cleaner, cleaner, easier. Yeah.
1: Sure. That's Sings. you talking about your seventh degree foodies with bored taste buds. Well,
0: you know, that's... Yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> it's like, uh, is anyone getting any lobster? I'm getting a little... Just a hint of lobster. A hint, a hint, a hint, a hint as of... As, of, as yes. I swallow this. And yeah, it's, and uh, dirty sweat socks. A, Are you, a, uh, I'm getting a yeah. combination of vodka, <laughs> cranberry, and mint. <laughs> In this beer. In <laughs> uh, so, foot, foot cheese. But, 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 but in all seriousness, though, I mean, the, these kinds of things, I mean, is this a, a popular in, in the industry to have these sort of exotic additives?
1: Oh, very, a,
2: very, very much so. Okay. It's, I
1: think the, the industry is... is Depends on it, because if I'm not going to these little places, these little places, these these smaller breweries to get beer, uh, I'm doing it to find something interesting. If, if I'm not going to find something interesting, well, I can you, go and get a Sam Adams. Exactly, or I can go get anything exactly. else that I want, right? Yeah. So the point of going to these places is to get something exciting and something unusual, which is also why you guys tend to, not just you, but most uh, bre- uh, small breweries tend to Cycle through, and they're constantly putting in the new. You know, having uh, new, content, new content, having yeah. new content is very experimenting. Important.
0: Let me let me ask you about that. Um, talk a little bit. What what's what's the state of the industry, microbrews? What's going on with microbrews right now?
2: We are still in that point where the sort of the head of the mushroom cloud is expanding. Okay. So there was a big early '90s. There was a big explosion in craft beer. Mm-hmm. Craft breweries popped up all over the place. The draw was there. The amount of diehard customers to maintain that draw uh-huh. was not there. Okay, There weren't enough people. So there was a big bubble in the early 90s, and by the late 90s, it had burst. Okay. And a ton of small places shut down. What we're seeing now is that the bubble keeps expanding, and it keeps sustaining. I know of at least five breweries currently in the process of opening just in this state. Wow. And we're... I would have said two years ago we were near saturation for the state and we've added six or seven breweries since. Wow. So there's definitely a population that wants to buy their beer from the brewer, from the brew house. They want to go to the brew house, drink there. Beer tourism is constantly expanding. A lot of the breweries in Rhode Island don't um, distribute. You can only purchase the beer at the location. Okay. So well, that's interesting. That's that's part of that beer tourism. Mm-hmm. You get up on a Saturday and say, "Hey, we're going to go hit five breweries today." And this,
1: so you have a uh, in in that case, you have a, a business where you're you have all the equipment, you're making beer, and you're surviving on the sales of just the beer, just at certain times, as opposed to a bar or a restaurant which has food, which is serving lunch and dinner and the drinks, and they're open. With much greater hours, so there's a there is a, 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 a business model for not distributing, just just a bar, over the just okay. selling selling beer and I don't know, are you limited to how much beer you can sell someone if you're not serving food?
2: We we are so we're if you have a brewery license in Rhode Island, you are not allowed to serve any food. That would make you a brew pub, which is a whole separate license.
1: Hmm. Okay. Oh.
2: You can only sell 36 ounces per person per day over Which the bar. Which three,
1: three glasses?
2: It's, it, most places do 12-ounce pours, so they can do three glasses. Um, a standard pint is 16, but then that math gets fuzzy. Um, you can do 36 ounces per person, and I believe the math comes out to 288 ounces per person per day for off-site, off-premise sales. So mm-hmm. you can buy a case of 12-ounce cans, 24 12-ounce cans, And then you need to go. I can't serve you anymore. You're cut Mm. off. Okay. So the state regulates how much we can sell per person for on-site and off-site consumption. There are places that do canning. Some places do growlers or crowlers. So they'll either do glass containers, 64 or 32 ounce, Mm -hmm. or they'll do these large format cans that they fill and hand seal right in front of you um, that are... Like ways a Foster's to take can the or off. like
1: a like a bigger bigger than that or bigger they're you know, like a little baby oil like mini, can. mini kegs oh, oh, the, mini kegs oh, oh, those oh, are kegs. those are called
0: grunters?
2: <laughs> I've we've had grunters squealers squealers <laughs> um, everybody like puts grunters there. is a good is it really
1: a name grunters? Or is, yeah. he, is he making that up? No, I've, no, it's I've it's we've grunter. heard
2: grunter yeah grunter that was also what we were originally thinking of calling our cans at our brewery mm. because we had growlers. At sixty-four ounces, squealers at thirty-two ounces, and our twelve-ounce cans were going to be
0: grunters.
1: What's the origin of the word growler and squealer, if you know?
2: I have absolutely no idea.
1: No idea. Just, yeah. Well,
2: isn't
0: there something called a beer pig? Is there some sort of object that you make beer called a beer pig? I think I heard that somewhere before. I don't know. There's a hogshead. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: hogshead, yeah. So a hogshead is a is a that's uh, the, like a barrel, a bushel, some sort of measure measurement of of quantity. So let me ask you. Uh, do you have anything uh, strange, bizarre that's happened at the brewery? Mm. Well, like a, like a particularly diggish customer or you fell, fell into a vat and almost brewed yourself or is there something, uh, what, what do you got? Anything?
2: We do, we, we were in a haunted mill.
1: Oh, that oh, was entertaining. Creepy. That was entertaining. That's the previous location. Not the one,
2: the one, the one that just shut down. Oh, that's haunted. That's haunted. Oh, I've
1: yeah. been there. I hate yeah. haunting. Hauntings. Yeah,
0: haunted. Does um, it, we does have, had. Did it? Did it haunt the beer?
2: As far as I know, no. Okay. Uh, it did haunt the facility. We uh-huh. had. Um, so my my boss, up until recently, uh, was not a superstitious person. Right. Right. Within a few months of us working together in the facility, he became a superstitious person. He started doing some of the little things that would. Appease whatever was ah. screwing with us. <laughs> okay. He started doing. Them were there through.
1: offerings of beer? Did you? They were offerings out for the, of beer. Yeah, okay. I'd,
2: I'd pour one out for the gods once in a while, you know, yeah. just to make. I sure. I'd like to think that
1: it was just you screwing with them.
2: I'd like to say that it was, but unfortunately, most of the time, I was the one being screwed just with. Legitimate yeah.
1: supernatural forces. There were there was, under control. There
2: were a lot of pieces of equipment that would move. Hmm. Um, we'd shut down at the end of the night. We'd leave. There's only a couple of people with keys. We'd come back in the morning. Equipment would not be where we left. Yeah, it. they do that. Um, that's a thing we'd, well, my boss would text me on days that I wasn't working have you seen this and I have, I have a very visual memory so he would contact me constantly with a where, I know you know where this is where is it well it's right there okay I was standing there looking at it and it wasn't there and it's there now well either you need to see an optometrist or we <laughs> an can chalk or, or we an can exorcist, talk it up yeah. to the yeah. mill yeah. get an exorcist yeah. um, we have seen people Multiple employees have seen people in the brewery with them, or seen somebody like in the back of the brewery and gone to check and see why there's a guest in oh, the back no, of the brewery. No, no, we're, and getting, somewhere. No no, one we're there. getting somewhere. No, we're getting somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I've done that myself. Yeah. Many times to the degree of. And you were sober, right? Every, every time. So, okay. Right. Uh, almost every time.
1: Were these like headless individuals? Civil Civil War.
0: Usually, were just, you haunted by a Civil War reenactor? Did a, did a Did a giant spectral locomotive come in there for beer? <laughs> It would you know, you just sat Was there, back any, from was the there tanks any ectoplasm?
2: Uh, no, there was just the usual leftover goo from brewing. Uh, oh, okay. That's yeah, just yeastoplasm. Yeah, yeastoplasm. Yeah, right. There's definitely a number of times that we've been on duty and seen mm. what we thought was a guest walking around. The back half of the brew is sort of a no go area. And Ooh. we'd go back and look, and there's. There's just There's nobody, nobody there. there. Um, right. Or times when we'd be working and I'd catch somebody out of the corner of my eye. We would always lock the doors while we were brewing because people would love to just walk into a brewery at any time of day and go, oh, you're trying to run a business? Let me come in and
0: touch your stuff. <laughs> so, uh, And, and I, that, I bet you reacted to that very fondly re- and Yeah, happy, very positively. That. Yeah, to that, I yeah. mean,
2: <laughs> you guys know me. I am yeah. <laughs> not the most cheerful person on the best sure of days. Sure you are. You're, sure, so, yeah, yeah there, were, there were a few times... That would would be the other end of the entertaining moments at the breweries when things like salespeople would come by, walk up to the sign that says, no sales calls, no service calls, all unauthorized or unscheduled guests will be forcibly ejected. And then they'd open the door and walk in. Yeah. Well, I'm just here to talk about... Don't make me come down off the ladder and say it louder. You need to leave. I'm yep. trying to do a thing here. Right. It involves high pressure liquids, scalding liquids, chemicals, heavy sacks of grain. Don't
0: forget the biohazards. Please,
2: please leave me alone. Yeah, the bio you know, the biohazards are always fun.
0: Yeah.
2: The uh brewing we like to say in, in the censored version, everybody wants to be a brewer until it's time to do brewer stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, In um, theory, it sounds yeah. like it a sounds lot of fun. Sounds, yeah. Those Sam
2: yeah. Adams commercials, yeah. when Sam Adams talks about beer, they, they make good stuff. When Jim comes on and talks about how great hops are to shove in your face and he makes his hop angels and his giant piles of hops, that's great. Good for him. I'm glad that he's the success that he is. He's a really nice guy. I've met him. I've talked to him. He's a wonderful dude. When they show his brew staff around all the copper kettles spraying each other with hoses and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing about that that is, is realistic. Real. <laughs> this is not how it looks. That's a pilot brew house and they're in there having fun for the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. When you spray another employee with a hose, it does not end with laughter.
1: The brewing's hard, is that what you're saying? Brewing is hard.
0: It's, it's work.
2: It yeah, is a physical, heavy physical job.
0: So in closing, anything else you would like to talk to us about the the brewing experience
2: if you have an opportunity to homebrew or you're interested in it or you think it's something you want to try find somebody that you know that's doing it and do it i meet so many people that are i've always wanted to try homebrewing i've always wanted to try making my own beer absolutely do it
1: very briefly what what would what's the cost of getting into homebrewing a couple hundred bucks a couple hundred bucks bucks. All right, so, so that's not good. too bad. Yeah. We'll probably have we'll have have you back on to maybe talk about brewing again. Uh, it seems, seems like there's a lot lot more to talk about, uh, and definitely some other things. Um, so we want to thank you for being our inaugural yeah. guest. Yeah. Uh, hey. I think you did a great this, job. This and, this is, uh, I found it fascinating. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, next time, yeah.
2: I'll sound different.
1: Yeah, yeah next time right. the, we won't know yeah, who it we'll, is. Next time we will introduce also... you as somebody else. They go, you, so you know, I like that
0: first guy, that second guy. though, I
2: don't know. I'll do the next one in an accent. We'll just we'll just start having fun with it.
0: All right, so
1: thanks, right.
2: Nate. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. And, and special, special thanks to our, our guest, Nate, uh, this week. Uh, we learned a lot about brewing today, didn't we? We learned an awful lot about brewing. The yeah. ups and downs and even haunted brewing. Haunted b- yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, is, the, that's you know, haunted brewing. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's creepy. Right. You know, as a, I, I guess uh, they never had an issue of their stock disappearing, so obviously they, they wasn't drinking the beer, but it was certainly, uh, you know doing a lot of creepy stuff so, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. this moving stuff around is one thing but as soon as you're seeing manifestations of, of humans yeah then that's, that, that, that's that weird, kind of yeah. and I don't believe in that stuff and that creeps yeah, me out yeah yeah so sure. we hope you enjoyed uh, listening to the podcast and we hope you enjoyed the new format uh, and f- uh, keep in mind that going forward we'll'll we'll, we'll be having guests and the guests are going to we'll have a wide variety of guests yeah, so yeah. if you're not interested in what this guest we're, we try to make it as interesting as we can so even if it's something you might not be too interested interested in you know whether it's beer or whatever you know the conversation is going to be interesting and then always next week it's going to be a completely different topic we've yep. got some people we're looking to do uh somebody who does uh, um who does uh, diving Yep. Um, we've got people who shoot commercials yep. um, for for a living. Emergency uh, medical technicians. Uh, emergency, but we got and um, you know. So yeah, I, I think we've got we've got quite a quite a a, a varied group of people that we have yeah. to pull from, yeah. and uh, we're going to get some pretty interesting. Oh, conversations. and some,
0: sometime we've got to have Harry the gamers gamer show up. Yeah. that's going to be amazing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right.
1: right. So uh, hope you enjoy the podcast, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. All right.
0: This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks and happy pretending.